Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, everybody. This is the Material Podcast, episode number 394. I am a very tired, a very weary Florence Ion, and I'm joined here by my stronger other half, Andy Anako. Yes, I'm I I'm not gonna to try to flaunt my relative good health because I flaunting. spent the last week at home <laughs> sleeping as late as I needed to, taking wow. brisk walks outside in the wow. I have with a with a humidifier running inside my bedroom, despite wow. the, the, the 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 dry air, and not interacting with millions upon millions of people who are allowed to come into the city without having to pass any sort of a medical test. Folks, this is going to be a heavy CES 2023 episode because it's literally, I just came out of it. Um, I started the new year and went straight to CES, literally January 2nd. I was in Vegas. Um, Thankfully, I've saved all my stories to tell Andy here (laughs) on the podcast. So this is going to be a great show. Yes. (laughs) We did have a hard time getting started today because I am still sick. I went to Vegas still sick. I don't know with what, by the way. It's not COVID. It's not RSV. <laughs> it's not the flu. It's just... It's just that thing that's going around. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, I, have, to, I have to say, for the benefit of people who can't see you on video as I can, you you're, you look like Ilsa or uh, or or uh, Sam at the end of Casablanca because not only do you have your your humidifier going, you've got a position like right next to your face, so it's like you've got these wispy clouds like moving in and out. It's actually very cinematic tonight. I have the humidifier going. I'm hoping nobody can hear it, and if you do, I guess consider it part of the ambiance of this episode. Uh, but it's really helping with my throat. Yeah, Andy, it was very dry. You know, this is my first CES back since 2018. It was um, just as tiring. Mind mind you, everybody, like, my body has changed a lot after having a kid. (laughs) And not only that, but also, like, I've aged, okay? Let's be real here. Like, I'm in my 30s. You know, this is when you start to kind of realize that, like, your body ages, like things have changed. The joints aren't as lubed as they used to be. I have insoles in every single one of the pairs of shoes that I brought (laughs) to CES. Like, I even have insoles on top of the inside of Nike Airs. So, like, they already have the air cushiony thing inside, but that's not enough. My foot (laughs) is so messed up. Like, I, I don't know. I don't know. I Not sleeping was very hard. I really remarked about how much easier it was in my 20s to not sleep. <laughs> yes. Than it is. I'm I'm sorry I'm making this about being old folks, but No, no, it's, it's not, a meme it's on not, TikTok. It's, not, it's a see, meme here. <laughs> it's, it's it's not it's not about getting old. It's about no longer being super super young that not, yeah. no no longer being that age in which like genetically evolutionarily uh like uh, the, the the whatever it was that set up this system for, for human life was all about look they're pro- we got to make sure that whatever happens they live long enough to have a relationship that results in children and so basically we will we will let them abuse their bodies any way shape or form and still be at nearly complete of like you know alertness awareness health whatever so so long but if the the few of them that live past 25 28 30 then like we can let we can basically turn off that mode where we will let them get away with anything that's 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 the only thing that you're dealing with right now and it, and it is and it, it takes it takes a while to realize that uh, wow, I actually do need six to eight hours of sleep a night. <laughs> and that when I do, like, uh, uh, when, I, when you have a super productive evening, I should not be patting myself on the back for, like, staying up until 4 a.m. no matter how much work I get done. Because if I have to, like, make a train at 7.30, 7.45 tomorrow morning, it's like, wow, I've just hosed myself. So, yeah, there are, th- there are things you can't do when you're 19. At one point, I almost said to myself, I should just stay up at this point. What's the point of me going to bed yeah, right I've done now? That too. I just have to like get up in like four hours. And I was like, no, no, no. You can't do it, Flo. It's better than nothing. Don't do this to yourself. Obviously, I drank a lot of coffee. <laughs> I did drink a lot of water. I was very good about that, good. which really helped. 
Um, the first night that I got there, I did like my thing that I do. And I learned this as a, as a baby journalist when I went on like my first work trip, which is to spend like the first couple hours taking care of yourself no matter what. Mm. And so anytime I've been able to do that, I do, I go buy a six pack of water, you know, usually there's a fridge in the hotel room, make sure there's some bubbly in there too. You know, you just, you make your own environment. And, you know, I bought a lot of snacks to help me, like, stay up and write. Um, I did spend $50 on a bowl of Martha Stewart pasta. Wow. That room service? Vegas. But they don't have room service now. What they do is they deliver to you from the restaurants in the casino. Oh, good. But they charge you, you know, the similar, like, fee plus gratuity. Right. Which is, like, whatever. Um <laughs> Whatever. I was in Vegas. You have to do that. Vegas is Disneyland. This is the other thing, folks. I want you all to understand that CES took place during the same time as winter vacation for most of America. So, like, kids had last week off. And Vegas is very cheap between, like, right after the New Year's holiday until CES. So you could get a place for your whole family for, like, 20 bucks a night. And there were a lot of families and kids and people roaming because the thing about Vegas and I'm I'm going to make this plea publicly, which is that I believe they need to shut down the strip the way they did Times Square and just make it pedestrians only. Yeah. Because those cars like Nevada. Okay. I shouldn't say Nevada. Las Vegas drivers are very aggressive. It's (laughs) they're like LA drivers. Sorry to classify, but. Look it up. I'm sure there's a Wikipedia page <laughs> that backs me up here. But you have to, you have to have a certain type of aggression to drive in these cities. Right. Like it's the same in New York City, which is why they shut down Times Square. They just said it makes more sense for like the money that we want to bring in. And a lot of times when you go like a big family to a vacation, you just want every everybody just wants to walk around and look at lights. Mm-hmm. And that's what you do in Vegas too. You walk around, you go to the Bellagio. It's the world of color, Disneyland. You know, it, it's it's Disneyland. So make it easy to walk like Disneyland. Yeah. Um, so that was going on. And then also, folks, AVN is back. The adult video, what is it, AVN Awards? Yeah, it's the AVN Awards, <laughs> the Adult Video Network Awards. Okay, I, I, I had a, I, I, I was not, I, I thought you were talking about AVN The Water. Like, well, okay, bottled water is back. Okay, I didn't realize it. Uh, Evian is back, by the way. I it's, it's spring water, but yes, it so there was it was really funny because I'm like going to my meetings to like go look at laptops, and there's just like really beautiful women in the highest heels, and like I'm just like it's so bizarre having a tech conference in quote unquote sin city. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's, it's just the most. Oh. It's, it's there. It's, it's a kaleidoscope of contrast for sure. A white man came up with this. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. This is purely like. And, and, have, and having, having been to Las Vegas for conferences, it must've been, I've, I've, to my knowledge, I've never been in Las Vegas when the the adult video awards were were in were in bloom. But like, it must be it must be weird to say, wow, the normal people like in Las Vegas are dressed like total dirtbags with like flip flops and like cargo pants and like sleeveless t shirts with some with a really really offensive slogan on them, and they're holding a, a big like plastic pineapple filled with oh, whatever rum those. drink they had and then <laughs> and meanwhile like the quote the, the quote like adult the, the the adult video performers are they're dressed up in like formal wear and they're and they're and they're like it's just true. like for the oscars or something and they're the classiest looking people <laughs> like on the it's strip true that, no on it's date. true and it's and actually andy it's the funniest part is at the end of the day it's like five o'clock um you know 5 p.m the parties are starting at that point now for me you, except for like yeah anyway um <laughs> listen Flo did not go clubbing okay i'm just yes. saying that <laughs> that i i did like i did go and i ha- i had some fancy tuna tartare in my last night there sort of like a good job flow you did you did a great job here you go girl um 
but yeah, at that point, you'll see like the people with the backpacks, the laptop backpacks, and then they are holding, you know, the margarita tubes. <laughs> it's just, it's like, oh, that's right. You're here to quote unquote network. <laughs> network. Um, it, so we are going to talk about Google's presence at CES, Android's presence at CES, of which there was plenty. There was, uh, the thing about Android is that it's a silent player. At right. this conference, it's not like, yeah, it's silent. It's it's kind of like Microsoft now. How because it is. it's just yeah. There, as a matter of fact, there was a uh, having done like a, a roundup of things that uh, that this week's show doc uh, that that uh, I wrote this week. It's not so much. Usually, it's like written up stories that hey, here's two or three very specific stories I think would be fun to talk about and like details that we might want to draw upon. Uh, this one was just I'm going to harvest as many like interesting, semi-interesting, uh, not not just the first of the, the the Google announcements, the specific Google announcements, but like you said, there's so much being announced that ha- it's it uses Android or it's related to Android mm-hmm. or uses uses basically that kind of technology. And there was there was a, a uh, there, there was a Lenovo e-ink tablet that mm-hmm. I had it I had it on the list but then I removed it because only it was only on the list because it technically runs Android but it doesn't have the Google Play Store it's not really an Android tablet and but that's you're right you it's can ex- sideload you can yeah, well you can sideload but it's not it's not like I I've, I have to say, look I've I've been tempted by these kind of like e-ink tablets before not just not just readers but they're like substantially sized and you can write on them yeah. and take notes with them and my dream has always been to have a tablet like that that also has uh, i could i could load in basically any uh, any drm'd content library that i want uh, including the kindle uh, including the kindle app and i'm not sure that amazon's own uh, e-ink tablet is what i want so when I saw this like, Lenovo, and I've, 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 had great, I've had great experience with Lenovo's, but I'm like, ah, geez, I'm going to have to sideload it, and I don't know where I'm going to get it from. I don't know how much it's going to work. I've had experience with sideloaded uh, like Kindle apps and sideloaded Android apps, and they're not well, really – Well, in the way they, they, really they have bundle – They have to be optimized, yeah. You no, know, you're right. In the way they bundle apps now, right? Because right. Google has the new um, app bundles that they do, and so it's going to get a little more complicated to like quote-unquote sideload just a plain old APK. Um, Oh, I feel like we should probably just get into it. Bef- so before we do, because we've got a lot to cover, I just want to say that I have tested twice since coming home from CES. And I'm being public about this because I feel like it's a public good for right. me to share this. And like I'm I'm ready for whatever the consequences are. You all know I, I went to CES. I worked it. Um, so I've tested twice with molecular tests, both time negative. I tested as soon as I landed home before getting in the car and then I tested uh yesterday or the yes which was like 3 days after getting home so so far we're okay good it's this is something i'm going to have to navigate like this year yeah. there's things are in person again samsung just announced this week that they're going to do an in person event in san francisco so and i'm telling you the mask i got boosted i am so thankful that I had these options to protect me and um, I pretty much wore my mask the entire time. Good. There was like what, you know, with some trusted friends is a little different, you know, but those are people like you're disclosing with all the time. But yeah, in the really public situations, the mask is find the most comfortable mask and yeah. it's just, it, it becomes a part of the wardrobe. And so once I started to think about the mask as part of like my style, <laughs> it no ser- seriously, it's like you know that's why I buy the stylish masks. I don't care that they're five dollars a piece. <laughs> yeah, I saw the uh, I saw the uh, you know the uh, the Knives Out new movie uh, uh, mm-hmm. Glass Onion Glass Onion. So, mm-hmm. This and by, this has no spoilers of any kind uh, about the story. However, like at the, it takes place like at the height of the pandemic. So of course, like during the early shots, like all the characters have to be are, are masked up, and so and it's so funny to look at how well thought out this entire story was that they made sure that each character 
has chosen a mask that reveals basically who they are and what they think mm-hmm. about things. So, of course, the one who's the scientist has this beautiful, like, perfectly fitted mask that is completely over his mouth, nose and mouth. The one who's like the, the ditzy sort of like celebrity person is wearing – do you remember when you'd see people wearing like these mesh – like these, these like These mm-hmm. like chain mail like masks that are, oh, it's a fashion thing. No, no, no. It's not a fashion thing. No. So yeah, it's so I think I think I think that masks are definitely here to stay, uh, and yeah, I, I I I did resume wearing masks like uh, when I do when I do my shopping. Uh, certainly, I never stop when I was when I'm uh, when I'm uh, in a rideshare or something like that. But yeah. yeah, I think that it's it's and and it's, and when I came home from New York, especially since I was uh, I had a sore throat. First thing you do is you. I think the first thing you do when you come back from a big gathering like that is. Just as a matter of course, take a take a COVID test just to make sure that okay, I did it in the, the next- car, and then my family had their masks on until <laughs> it tested negative, which like is fine. It's just it just is what it is, you yeah. know. At this point, like I, I just unfortunately with the way things have gone, I have to live with it. Mm-hmm. I hate saying this, by the way, but I'm also sharing it publicly because it's my lived experience and maybe maybe my data can help like every if you have a if you have fear, it's valid. But just know there's lots of precautions you could take. OK, exactly. we should probably we should just get into the CS of it all before this turns Indeed. into a uh, schoolhouse rock episode and then Andy and I start singing <laughs> and then we'll never get to the CES stuff. <laughs> so it's good. all right. Yes. <laughs> Let's just take a quick break. And when we're back, CES. Indeed. First impressions are everything. So if you're looking to make an impact with your online content, you need issue. The easiest and fastest way to make your creative ideas come to life and share engaging content everywhere you want to be seen. Issue is the all-in-one platform to create and distribute beautiful digital content. From marketing materials and magazines to catalogs and portfolios and so much more. There's no need for endless scrolling through PDFs. Issue features your digital content in an easy-to-view way on every device. Make it once and distribute it everywhere without reformatting. Your content is automatically optimized for engagement and ready to share, which saves you so much time. Issue also works seamlessly with the tools you already use and love, like Canva, Dropbox, MailChimp, and InDesign. Now, here's a personal experience block. Uh, yeah, I tried. I tried out Issue. It was really, really pretty sweet. I have a here, here's what I used it with. This is a I years and years and years ago I wrote a set of instructions for how to convert a, a classic Macintosh into a, into an actual working watertight aquarium, and I've been thinking about ways that I could republish it and you know reshare it. Not not necessarily remonetize it. It was never a money making thing, but I kind of like it to be online again. And the problem is though, this was published. In the 1990s, it, it really does predate the web. It was a, a Word document that you could just simply download from a server. And so you can imagine that putting this on the web, putting it online in 2023 would have involved really just redoing the whole thing. And I'm, eh, I wasn't sure that I really wanted to do all that. Uh, but it was pr- actually, I, I tried it out with a free account on issue where it was pretty easy for me to open it up in Word. Uh, do whatever fixes I wanted to make to it, you know, just simple tweaks and then export it as a PDF and then put it into issue. And suddenly it's in this beautiful little like uh, reading format that this embedded block that's inside a web page that makes it really, really easy to go through. Uh, and I didn't have to, I, it, it looked like it was a very professionally done embed and easy to share, easy to publish, easy to read uh, for the people who are actually wanting uh, to go through it. And yeah, it, it kind of encouraged me to think about other ways that I could use this tool because there are things that are sort of in the middle where uh, it's it's not necessarily, it doesn't necessarily have to be a, a formatted web page. As a matter of fact, that might be kind of like contrary to what you're doing. Like if you have something that is like a, a community newsletter, a community brochure, something that has been very, very expensively and professionally laid out, 
that, oh, great, are you really going to break this thing all apart just to turn it into a web page that probably doesn't going to, it probably isn't going to be as effective as it was in its original, uh, original format. You just drop it into issue. It simply works. That's, that's very, very, very slick. Um, easy to use. It's, I, I like it a lot. And issue has been around for quite a while since like 2009, 2010. So it's not one of these services where, Hey, wow, this is great. I'm going to be totally invested in this and I'm going to make this part of my workflow. Uh, and now whenever I need to share things like this through Instagram or on the web or whatever, and then they're gone like in about a year after they run out of money. No, they've been around for a while. So it's, it's pretty good. So yeah, I, I like it a lot. Okay. End of personal experience. Back to the ad copy. Content on issue can be published as public or private. Private only allows users with a shared link to view it, and public content will be available for your audience, and it'll be available for others to discover on the issue platform. The platform also provides statistics on how your content is being consumed, so you can learn more about your audience with data on impressions, clicks on the content, duration spent reading, pages viewed, and more. Issue helps creators, marketers, designers, and really anyone who wants to make content that stands out. Get started with Issue today for free or sign up for an annual premium account and get 50% off when you go to issue.com slash podcast and use the promo code material. That's I-S-S-U-U dot com slash podcast and use the promo code material at checkout for your free starter account or 50% off an annual premium account. One more time issue.com slash podcast with promo code material our thanks to issue for their support of material and all of relay fm well before we came back from break i was just complaining to andy about all the bugs that moved into my office while i was gone at ces because <laughs> they are popping up in between our segments um so let's try and forget about them and i can tell you about what it was like on the floor at ces I will tell you that uh, this year feels like a shell of the CESs I've been to in the past. This was my 12th CES of my career. And definitely companies didn't spend as much money. Right. Uh, well, I should say, let me let me take that back, actually. The small companies didn't spend as much money as you thought they would. Their mm. booths were... Small, if they did any like the pre preview nights that they do with like the media, it was very, it was pretty bare bones. But, uh, you know, who did spend money obviously is like the really <laughs> big brands that were there. So LG, Samsung, the car brands, and of course, Google. <laughs> of course, Google. Google not only had like their own experience outside of the show, like outside of the convention center, I should building, strip. Yeah. Yeah, they had their own little like pop-up building. Uh, they also had ads plastered all over the strip <laughs> in Vegas. And um, the ads, of course, were about hashtag get the message. <laughs> Plus like everything else Android can do. And it was just, again, we talk about how bizarre Vegas is. It's still bizarre to me after all this time to see like the the and the cute, family-friendly, approachable globally recognized android robot <laughs> and then vegas <laughs> and and just like the ostentatious sort of chintzy vegas that like yeah frames around it you know what i mean because because it's it's a very the android the android droid is a very very clean logo and being in vegas where Everything has to have like diamels plastered over or gilded or with like Rococo curly cues on it to, or, or marbling on it to show you how fancy and expensive something is. So, yeah, it was it was what I, I did like uh, I was, uh, someone. There's a lot of video posted of some of the billboards that were posted uh, where, again, I, I, I Google, I love you that you 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 only like families have this kind of a beef that they just will not let go. They will not move past it. And that's Google with RCS. And the idea of like having a, having an electronic billboard that says, Hey Apple. Yeah. You're It's too bad that you can't figure out how to implement RCS. We thought you'd help you help you out here. Is, here is like the entire source code you will need to add. And, and then you see the scroll of the entire source code for RCS and like, okay. Oh, that's <laughs> they went the, there. 
Thank you for reminding me. That's right. They had the source code like in the middle of the strip of Vegas. And I'm like, Google, bless you. This I don't know that this is the audience. Like a lot of coked up, a lot of coked up and sleep deprived people on the strip are very, very confused, even more than usual. It's just so wild to me. Um, Okay, so the Google booth, always a great experience. I'm I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna lie. (laughs) Um, I enjoy experiential things of the nature. Okay, it makes my job a little more palatable on the rough days, especially when I don't sleep. And um, Google was one of the fun booths. So they had a whole ecosystem on display at their booth. It was light. It was airy. It was very much like plucked out of the Bay Area and plopped in the middle of (laughs) Vegas. There we go. There were smart home demonstrations that I thought were really clever. They did a lot of like buttonry. I don't think that's the word I meant to say, but it was a tangible demo for folks that were like coming in to wait for it, to press the buttons, to like hear things. Um, They actually had a selfie booth, which I don't know, Andy, if you were looking through my Instagram, but (laughs) it was when I was sitting on the Android bench. Now, that was set up for you to like go test out the smartwatch remote camera feature. Mm -hmm. But I just went up to the attendant and I was like, Hey, so I have this set up on my watch. Can you just take my pixel? So I just like handed him my pixel on a tripod. I'm like, can you let me just let me take a picture? I just need you to frame it. <laughs> so, so he helped me out and he helped me frame it. Uh, and then, you know, I took my own pictures. So I had some fun with that. And there's also a slot machine that you could play. And the point of the slot machine was to show you all the different devices that FastPair works with, (laughs) which is very cute. And it had a little area where a prize could come out. And uh, the prize was not a device, but a small, like, you know, uh, the little toy machines that comes in the little capsule balls. That's what they're called. The capsule balls. Capsule ball of candy. Okay. That's nice. So I actually, good candy. It, it was M&M's mixed with green jelly, green M&M's mixed with green jelly bellies mixed with one green double bubble bubble gum. That's, that's <laughs> solid. That's good. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, I posted, by the way, this video to TikTok and amazingly it went viral. Well, <laughs> viral for me is like 30K. So I'm like, okay, good. cool. Uh, I think it went viral because people are, were expecting technology to come out of it <laughs> and not candy. And yeah. the comments are like, like, a- Bruh, they gave you candy. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, yeah, I think people need to understand that a, it's 2023. There, there is a, the, the global macroeconomic situation as Sundar says would affect that. And secondly, you would not want to have any reporter that you trust say, Hey, wow, look a 350, I got a $350 Google watch. Like, yeah, you, you shouldn't be accepting things like that. I mean, <laughs> I do have a $350 Google watch like on loan. <laughs> yes. Like, I have lots of access to this, uh, but candy is always nice because it, ha- it helps keep my blood sugar spiked to a that's, level see, that's, that keeps that's, me going. That's when, you, that's when you know that like an event is speci- is really for the press and that the people who organize it really know what they're doing. If they give you like sugar or protein, which is something you desperately need, or if they give you like a Google logoed t-shirt or socks – because you're probably gonna, you, you probably need socks. You probably appreciate having like a fresh T-shirt, like more than what you brought with you. That's I, yes, I ran. Oh, God, <laughs> the, I got a little bit of guff from some of my friends for having to check in a bag. But the thing about CES is like the heaters are pumped up so much, and then yeah. you go out and it's like super cold, so you're actually sweating the entire day. But at least if you're me, because I'm, I'm. Eastern European made to <laughs> tow a cart. So I guess I sweat that way too. Anyway, now you all know about my personal problems. Uh, <laughs> so actually the other really big part of the Google booth was the automotive part. Yeah. And that was the thing that they're really trying to push here, which is that like, we are not just an operating system for the home and for the smart 
home phone, but for all the smart stuff, we are also for the car. Uh, I already have been in the Android Auto beta. They announced it went live last week during Lola. CES. So yes. anybody who's using it has access to the new interface, which is um, kind of modular, but yeah. Fit way easier to navigate and much more responsive to touch, much more responsive to commands. I just have really been enjoying my experience with it. They also showed off the new Android Automotive, which is also being called Google Automotive Services or GAS. (laughs) (laughs) I got to see that in the Volvo EX90. So... I got to sit in a car that there was the first one in the United States. Yeah, has been it's circulating the, around. The electric uh, new electric SUV hasn't been has mm-hmm. been released yet. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There's 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 a there's a lot of that where like when when I still when I hear uh, uh, Android Automotive uh, and and uh, and Apple's solution, I keep thinking about the the square center console screen inside a conventional car, and so many of the experiences for auto at. CES between display manufacturers, between car manufacturers, and between Android were all about no. In a few years, any car that costs more than fifty thousand dollars will have screens everywhere. So we have to have we have to have Android Auto work with all kinds of different multiple screens, multiple form factors for the screen above the steering wheel, for the screen in the center console, for entertainment screens. Uh, I think Samsung even had uh, a concept for a car dashboard screen. LG. LG? It was LG, yeah, which, which LG one? The, had the, 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 the one that the one that bent. They had, yeah. I, no, I think the one I that think, bent sounds like a Samsung. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. so, so basically, if if the driver wants to basically bend the screen to angle again, this big long mm-hmm. strip of of indicators to to face them better, or if they want to basically fold it flat so that your passenger can see some stuff too, it's like. Yeah, this is now, now. Granted, this will never be in any car that I can afford, <laughs> but but it's but it's good to know that maybe when I hail an Uber in three or four or five years' time, I will be able to benefit from being able to see some of this expensive technology. I cannot wait to talk to y'all about when I start shopping for a new car because Lord Almighty! So I'm very much against this many screens in the car. Google is still when you sit down for a demo with them inside of a car, they will show you that you can go to YouTube yeah. on the car screen <laughs> when not- you're parked and you know, they'll be like, when you're parked, of course, when you're waiting for something, which is fine. Like I understand that gimmick. I get it, but yeah. I am still suffering in my Subaru, which has an 11 inch screen. Like even today I, drove my kiddo around town for a little bit and I was very annoyed at having to like tap on the screen to get into the HVAC controls. So there's a lot of work that has to be done on the car manufacturers and what they do with their software before this, before I ever feel okay about this. Um, The distraction is not, not, yeah, distraction, but also the idea that uh, like uh, if I've in a, in a conventional car that I've owned for like, six weeks, I can turn the heater on and off without looking. I can control lots of things without looking because I know where that button is and it's a tactile button. When it's a, when it's a glass screen mm-hmm. where the interface can keep on changing, where I have to change it from entertainment mode into environment mode and then actually have to look to find the touch target to make things hotter or colder, that's crazy in a car. I mean, that's we're gonna we're gonna need self driving technology just to keep each other from driving each other off into a ditch to make this stuff work. Which is why I was I was more taken by, uh, I mean, you've used it and I haven't, but what seemed to be a more prominent role for the assistant in Android Auto, where it try it seems to be more front and center, more proactive, where basically tell tell me what you want me what you want me to do and I will do it for you don't don't even take your eyes off the road I will handle this whether it's manipulating controls inside your car or just making sure that uh, this podcast sucks take me to the next one you know what not I, our podcast and not a really FM podcast I'm talking about yes, other exactly. sucky podcasts not this other one. podcasts correct you know I really love <laughs> I really do love assistant in the car it's just absolutely great yeah. and I don't even have like my my car my little steed is not even an Android Auto car. It's it's a quote unquote dumb car that I put in a little dongle 
to make it work that way. And even I appreciate like just having that capability and it is getting better as the assistant is getting updated. So I understand why they trying the, why they are trying to push this. Also, Oh God, it's just going to be really weird. How fragmented though it's going to get because like BMW is going to integrate Android automotive services into its car, but it's not going to have Google apps on there. It's still going to vie for its own collection of partnerships mm-hmm. because at the end of the day, the car manufacturers were already these giant behemoths alongside Google and Apple in their own respective industries. So like they really don't care to, to play within the lane that, yeah. do you see what I'm saying? Like, yeah, this is my perception. I I could be wrong about this, but this is how it feels. The car manufacturers are like, yeah, just give us software. That's cool. We'll take care of it. And it's like, it's not like a smartphone manufacturer that kind of has to play alongside everybody else in order to sell units and not piss off people. (laughs) And and the biggest deal here is that it's not going to have access to the the Google play store, which means that, which means that like from BMW's point of view, if Spotify wants a spot in the entertainment console, they're going to have to pay BMW for placement and then pay them extra for prime placement over uh, YouTube music or Apple music or whatever else. And to say nothing of uh, having to have one set of, privacy uh, one one set of uh, privacy rules for the Google content another set of privacy rules for uh, the third party app content and another set of privacy rules for whatever software the BMW is using i mean this is it's so much money that's being generated from that computer that's inside a, that's inside your car that's generating the content for those screens that it's like at some at some point if there were justice in this world uh, cars would be like like TVs are where wow, how come this this one this one sixty five inch HDR four K TV costs uh, three thousand dollars and this other one costs eighty dollars? It's like well, because the eighty dollar one is subsidized by an enormous amount of advertising and and data collection that is going that, that, that's stealing from <laughs> you, right? Put that out so there. it's like yeah, well, yeah. So it's, no, <laughs> well, I'm saying well, I'm saying that at least at least it me if like if it it's it's it, it seems galling to spend tens of thousands of dollars on a car i'm, I'm talking about like 50 60 70 thousand dollars not like the lower lower cost cars uh and to realize that they're making so much money off of your data and off of your presence in there that like no they, you should sell me this car for a thousand dollars maybe sixteen hundred dollars if it's really if it's got the fake real rear spoiler that makes me feel all tough and stuff but like you, you don't get to you don't get to basically monetize my presence inside that driver's seat to other companies and still charge me a hundred and twenty dollars subscription fee for heated seats that's that's just stupid oh my god yes Ugh. i can't even imagine that um i the other thing too by the way is like none of this stuff makes the car any better of a driver right. or a driving machine, I should say. And okay. Very quickly, because I've been reading consumer reports, uh, <laughs> you know, to try and like start like thinking about what I want. A lot of the stuff ends up not aging very well either. Yeah. As software be what it does. Um, <laughs> you know what I was trying to say there. And uh, I don't know. I'm it's overwhelming, Andy. I'm going to tell you it's overwhelming the idea of like all these screens in the car and um I I just want to blame Tesla <laughs> for everything. For everything. Um we'll add, we'll add so, that to the list. Bad exactly. Fit and finish, uh, bad ab- abuse of its workers, its anti-union stance, uh it's abandoning uh, uh the state of California for better tax situations in Texas, uh skirting through uh, state laws against self-driving technology by saying that oh no it's it's only so we only call it self-driving when we're selling it to consumers when we're just still self-regulators where it's only level two uh driver assistant there's, it's a list of things thank you andy uh thank you for just like buttoning that up so beautifully <laughs> This feels like a good time for us to talk about Spotify Connect since we were talking about Spotify with the BMW example. So Google also made some news over the CES time, which is that we're getting uninterrupted listening across devices on Android, uh, but not just on Android, or excuse me, with Android, facilitated by Android, but via 
all connected Google devices. Yes. So from your car and Android Auto, and then you go into the house, and then the kitchen display starts going, I'm going to play you back this song. So it's it's coming. It's going to be as easy as going into the media picker on Android and just like sliding around. But the assistant is also going to ask you, would you like to continue yeah. on this display where it knows that you know, you tend to walk by I or I, whatever. I, I, I kind of dig that because I, I, mm-hmm. I walk like I walked my local market and do like shopping two or three times a week. And of course I'm listening to music on my phone and then I wind up having to, it would be great if as soon as I get into the, get into the house, it says, Oh, by the way, I, I know that you're, I know that you're in the house mm-hmm. and I sense that there's a Google, uh, there, that the, uh, your Google home Mac speaker is nearby. Do you want me to move the the audio to the Google home Mac speaker out of, uh, out of your headphones? Yes, absolutely. That'd be wonderful. Thank you. Thank you. Google assistant. This is Ambient the reason why I like computing. you. Yes. You know, and it's great. And the Spotify Connect thing is kind of part of this mm. in the sense that um, Google is going to work to bring it integrated directly into Android. So instead of like you going through the Spotify app to switch yeah. where you're listening, because if you have Spotify on your computer, it's Spotify is going to ask, oh, do you want to listen there or do you want to listen on a cast device or do you want to listen on a fire TV? You know, it, it yeah. does that for you. So. No idea, by the way, when any of these two features are going to be available, both Spotify Connect and the um, Smart Switch situation. And anything that was on display, by the way, in the Google booth was all just an animated mock-up. Oh, good. So it was not really (sighs) as it is. Dog and ponies dressed up. I actually missed the news about uh the pixel watch allowing you to uh yeah apparently this was something that they kind of announced last year without any indication that when this is going to show up or how it was going to work so it was part of android 13 without without a without any actual functionality and they didn't necessarily do a release of it during CES, but if you were if you if you hung around the uh, the the Pixel Watch pavilion of the of the of, of the Google Experience, the Google building, uh, you could see a demonstration of it working. And so this, you know, that that was a lot of what confused me about trying to isolate things that were actually CES announcements versus things that they actually announced a long time ago. This was just an opportunity to actually see it in action. So yeah, so this has been buried in Android 13 for a while, but this is the first time that to anyone's knowledge that they were showing it actually working. It works similarly to uh, what the Apple watch does where um, uh, mm-hmm. it's, if you have, if you have the, if you validated yourself on your pixel watch, meaning that you've, you've you put it on your wrist and then you, put in your pass key or whatever to verify that you are you, uh, then your nearby, then the phone in your hand will acknowledge that, okay, I will unlock based on the fact that this watch is on this person's wrist and has not left it since the last time that they validated themselves with a pin. Um, you won't be able to use Google pay on the watch, excuse me, uh, on the, on the phone. You also won't be able to do like uh, biometric, uh, verification of like you know, mm-hmm. passwords and things like that on the phone. It's supposedly there just as a backup if face recognition doesn't work, if the fingerprint recognition doesn't work. So like in the winter, it seems like it would be very, very useful. Like I'm masked up and also I'm wearing gloves. But the fact that I don't have to I don't have to take off a glove to unlock uh, my phone because I've got my watch on um, only works with the Pixel. So it doesn't work with other uh, with with other watches. Uh, But supposedly it's part of an API and maybe Google will work with other watchmakers like Samsung Watch to make it work there. So, okay, that's nice. It is nice. It reminds me a lot of the same feature that you have with the phone, the Pixel, I should say, and the Chromebook. Yeah. The smart lock functionality. I think that's why I completely was like, what? That was, isn't that out already? It's a similar thing. Also, So we are going to actually take a little break because we have so much more to get into. But before we do, there was another little piece of news that I ended up not including in like my because I ended up writing about this for Gizmodo, which is that Google TV and Android TV are actually up 40 million users. So we've got about 150 million active devices currently. I'm sure that was helped by the hardware 
becoming like as affordable as a fire TV stick mm-hmm. or a Roku. But, uh, but I'm very curious to see like what that's going to be in comparison to the other platforms out there. Because as far as I know, Roku still has a lot going for it and it's platform agnostic. Yeah, that's true. You know, it, it does have, it does have the, the weird Al Yankovic movie, which I still haven't seen because I every, know because every time I, I, a friend of mine was, was kind of like, you know, my, they're very, my back I, I'm it. sorry. I'm so sorry. They're really proud about that, by the yeah. way. I, I had a briefing with them about their CES news, and they were like, we got the Weird Al Yankovic. And I was like, God bless you guys. Everybody's like, we've got all Brad Pitt and all these people. And you guys are like, we've got... Anyway, sorry. Continue. No, no I'll, I'll, I'll see. All I was going to say is that I still haven't seen the movie because... I I know that it's I I don't need to watch it on a Roku hardware. I know that I, I know that signing up for a Roku account is free, but every time like I, I reminded my I when someone's a friend of mine I was at I was at their house they were kind of shaming me into like not setting up for Roku so I could watch the movie. I said okay fine I'll I'll, I'll try it again. <laughs> I reminded myself why I had failed the first time because. Okay, here's my name. Fine. Here's my address. Fine. Here's my date of birth, so you can make sure that I'm not getting adult stuff. I'm gonna lie to you, but I'm gonna lie to you with a fake birth, my my usual fake birthday that shows that I'm above 21. And then I remembered exactly why I stopped the previous time. Oh, and we need your credit card information. Like, but I'm not gonna buy anything. This is free. Oh no, but just so that when you buy stuff in the future, like you don't need my credit card information. That's fair. And and given that there's really all I want to see is this one movie. And I'll probably never use use Roku again. It's like uh, I can't let myself do that, and uh, I just I just have to I just have to hope that at some point, like whatever role it was it was fulfilling for Roku is has been fulfilled, and they can like put it on other services or let me buy it through the Play Store because I'm I'm perfectly okay with not watching it if it means like not getting squipped out by by Roku sign up. I just want to apologize, Andy, while you were telling that story, I realized that my desk was covered in water from the humidifier <laughs> and the peripherals that are on my desk. You had you had the most amazing expressions and given what you were saying earlier, I thought that oh wow, did did she like did she like disrupt a nest of something? <laughs> my goodness. And now she's about to like grab her laptop and flee. <laughs> I oh my god I was about to goodness gracious me um oh what a night what a night we're having let's take a quick break so I can recuperate from that <laughs> and when we're back we'll talk more CES well Andy I got to do something off the show floor while I was at CES <laughs> in the desert in fact I did find out that Joe Pesci doesn't actually bury anybody in the desert in Vegas in Casino. It was actually shot somewhere else. Hmm. This is a factoid that I was told on the bus on my way <laughs> to <laughs> on my way to go see Qualcomm's new satellite messaging feature, or rather a <laughs> demo of what the satellite messaging feature will prompt you like when it is working. Okay, can I just interrupt for a second? You have to be, you're just reminding me of like how careful you have to be before accepting a briefing opportunity at these events. Because sometimes it's like, because if, if they're, if Qualcomm is, if Qualcomm saying, Oh, we're, we've got this brand new, like satellite, uh, satellite feature for phones that use our Qualcomm chipset. And we're going to take you to a special experience. At least fifteen percent of me would be worried that they're going to drive me out into the middle of a, the desert with a phone, and then leave me there. And then I'm supposed to use the phone and trust that it's going to be connect, be able to connect to the person to to come and pick me up again. Is that is? And I'm going to be so grateful because it saved my life that I'm going to be writing positively about it. I okay. So first of all, they didn't show us anything that was like it, it was nothing like the Apple demo that I had. Okay, and I'm not just saying this like, oh, my God, Apple did such a great demo. There's a reason that (sighs) it's because when the thing about Apple, thing about Apple is that they don't they tend not to talk about things until they are ready to show it. Right. Which is a very important thing 
for us journalists, because when you take us out to the middle of the desert at 9 a.m. in the morning, which, by the way, I'm very grateful for the experience because I am an experiences person. I believe that this is how this is the bounty of life. This is the currency <laughs> of life, I should say, our experiences. Right. So I'm very thankful. Always thankful when a press trip is like fun like this. Right. Because it's an adventure. But I was extremely bummed that like I didn't even get to touch anything yeah. except what I brought with me. I. It didn't get to see an actual phone connect to this. What I saw was a, a test phone. It was a test unit, kind of nondescript hardware with all the requisite like Qualcomm antenna inside and RF bands that kind of help you test this out. But when Apple showed us the feature as we were previewing it, they actually had some trainees or whomever back at their emergency call centers that were trained for the demonstration to show how it would work. And like, that is marketing. (laughs) Like that is, that is how the marketing works, right? Well, that's, that's useful as opposed to hypothetically, you know, uh, you could have shown me a video of a mock-up of this and how you imagine it's going to work in the future. And because this is something that you really want to see it functioning. The idea that you have this, that a, a, a premium smartphone that can talk to an existing satellite network for emergency calls and then in the future for you know, stupid text messaging. Hey, guess where I'm calling you from the, the cave where I'm currently trapped because uh, I, because I decided to go caving without any experience. Okay. Uh, that's, that's fair. But I do have to say that I, do like the idea of being able to like check in with the family if I decide that I need to go off on another one of my like journeying trips. Okay. And I'm off the grid. I like the idea of that, which is one limitation of apples that you cannot use it outside of an emergency and that their feature is specially tuned so that you can get help when you're on a mountain, you know, et cetera, et cetera. From the, from the, from the description. So like, whereas Apple Apple works with uh, it's. It basically gives you a questionnaire on the phone. Say what is your mm-hmm. situation? What is your? How many people? What is? What kind of help do you need? And then sends that in a in a burst to a call mm-hmm. center that basically processes it and directs the directs rescuers. This Correct, sounds yeah. like you're actually texting. They. they it, it, I, I was reading that it actually is using Garmin's emergency response relay network. So are you actually texting and messaging with them or that? That was the thing they didn't show us. Yeah. So Garmin, the reason Garmin is a part of this is because they already use Iridium's network. They have been right. using it. So when you went to REI and bought like a Garmin thing, so you'd be safe while hiking, you were using one of these low orbit satellites. So very smart move on Qualcomm's part to just like go out and find what infrastructure was already literally sure. floating around there. Okay. They got that figured out. And to an extent, I see that that's going to work from day one. That's great that they, they're getting that figured out. What was frustrating is that the UI is going to depend on the Android maker. So Samsung's implementation of it is likely to be different than OnePlus's. Um, by the way, I did ask them, a, I'll be honest, sometimes I ask questions just to like see what kind of reaction I'm going to get knowing that it's probably going to make me look like I don't know what I'm talking about, but I do it anyway. And I asked, I said, well, what about on a device like the Pixel that has a crash detection? Will it automatically like connect you the way it does on Apple? Because that's what it does in the emergency SOS. And they were like, well, the Pixel doesn't run our chips, so it wouldn't be running that. And everybody laughed. And I'm just like, Okay. <laughs> right. This is why I use the, the the modifier like the Pixel. I'm giving you an yeah, example. Yeah, it's like of, because yeah. it is the only one right now that offers car crash detection, yeah. automatic car crash detection on the Android. So of course sure. I have to use that. Can I? Can I? Can, as can an I, example. Can, can I just say that that I I've I have turned on like PR people if they if they if they do something like that because I'm I, I I often go into Columbo mode because that's that's my job to ask like a basic question like. To to make I will preface up saying just to make sure I understand this completely. If if you had if all power re- were removed from this device because this is a haptic button, I will not find any sort of a clicky button or whatever, whatever, whatever. And almost every time will understand exactly what I'm trying to get at because I'm trying to say I want to make sure that I understand that this is, you're giving me an absolute here. But if they like condescend to me, 
I will let the I will let the laughter die down and I will say no I'm trying to explain that this would be only a half useful thing if you have to be a lot if you have to be conscious in order to activate it that this would actually be living up to the standard that you seem to be promoting it as if it could actually call for help on your behalf when you are unable to now would you like to answer that question again and then I would not actually say dot 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 and not be quite such an idiot about it but it, it would be implied I don't you know that's that that, that person was an idiot it's Bozo. well Listen, it's all business, baby. At the end of the day, I get it, but you can't uh, you, you can't let the marketing people think that you know you're an idiot. I mean, basically, basically over rather, I, I maybe this is just me, but it's like if you condescend to me, if you think you're dictating, if you think you're dictating to me, if you think that you know uh, you're that you are basically putting up with me, you're going to get a different Andy. <laughs> <laughs> I know it. Uh, like 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 that, like that episode anyway. of Columbo, like the episode of Columbo where Leonard Nimoy played the the heart surgeon, yes. and like he was pairing off like every one of like Columbo's. Gee, it occurred to me that if you use the wrong kind of suture, you could make that blah blah blah. And then suddenly, you know, Columbo just basically smashes this water bottle like on his desk and saying, "I think you're trying to murder this person. I think you've botched that surgery. I think you're waiting." And let me tell you, you better take very good care of that that, that patient because if he should die for any reason, well, there's going to have to be one hell of an autopsy. So yeah, that's <laughs> you, you, you should you just you should understand. I I try to appreciate both Columbo modes. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, I'll, go, no. I'll, let you, I'll stop it. <laughs> well, I. I Okay, but here's the thing is like this is a big deal for them to bring up as like an exclusive that's going to come to right right a set of flagships. This is not some like Google's going to have to figure out something. We already know Android 14. Well, we don't know for sure, but there's murmurings of people who have looked inside whatever's purported to be Android 14 that it will have satellite connectivity available. So this is clearly something that the industry is moving toward yeah. and is going to have to like figure out. So in that terms, it's interesting to see because the thing is, this wasn't fully baked. Yeah. Qualcomm was showing this to say, hey, we have our own solution. It's coming to phones at the end of this year. We can all guess which ones those are. And that's, you know, that's when we'll be able to like compete with Apple. That was the whole point of sure. this whole thing. And I guess kudos to apple for making them shaking their bones yeah. uh but this, this is boots, I this, should say. this is the this is the reason why like apple as soon as it was able to like as soon as it realized that it could host its own events at its own like at times and places of yeah. its own choosing because when you have look we have to demonstrate this by ces if it's finished we can give a live demo great if it's not finished and we can't give a live get live demo we still have to demonstrate it well at theranos CES. it yeah <laughs> Okay, it wasn't that bad, guys. I'm sorry. I'm not sure. It's it. It was like a. Anyway. Anyway. We'll find out at the end of the year. Okay, so the next Androidy thing was very interesting. Is that there were Android tablets there? Probably the most interesting one, though. Announced alongside, by the way, the Lenovo ThinkPhone, which is an enterprise. Is is they call it the ThinkPhone or the ThinkPad Phone? ThinkPhone. Probably the ThinkPhone. Okay. Regardless, first time in years that I've been really into a Motorola headset. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to Motorola. It's just the simplicity of it all. It's very powerful. I'm just like, okay, that's great. Um, anyway, the Lenovo Tab Extreme. That was the other really big thing. And so what this is, is a ginormous Android tablet. Uh I wrote, let's see, I wrote about it and then I forgot how big the tablet, it's 14.5 inches. (laughs) And it is about the size of your favorite Chromebook. It has a really nice uh, folio, keyboard folio that it comes with that can sort of origami stand in all these different ways. It comes with the Lenovo precision pen, which feels really nice and smooth. It's got a really pretty high resolution OLED display. It's 3K, oh my God. this is what I had written is that this is the kind of device you would cloud game on <laughs> for sure. 
for sure. It's just really pretty. It's got a MediaTek Dimensity 9000 processor, which is uh, that company's sort of like flagship equivalent for the year. Usually they are in more affordable devices, but this device is anything but. This yeah. device will cost you as much as an iPad Pro. It is twelve hundred dollars. <laughs> so it be, does come. Yeah. To, to be fair, it does come with like uh, it looked. It looked like they actually just ripped off uh, like Apple's smart keyboard to to their credit because the smart keyboard I have I have that on my iPad Pro and it's wonderful. It really does turn into a laptop, and that cost. Th- sorry, I was just going to say I think that they did that for the P twelve Pro, like the Lenovo P twelve. Because that was a twelve-inch laptop, right. um, but it but it makes sense that they would do that because I mean they're primarily a laptop maker, right? But but so. yeah, but also also I think they have to justify like twelve hundred dollars, like they have to given that it costs as much as a mid-range Windows notebook, and Android has yet to really establish itself as a serious tablet operating system, like a, a productivity operating system for tablets. So yeah, so so you're basically getting the three hundred fifty dollars. Apple smart keyboard, the $129 Apple pencil. So by the time you add those two things to, yeah. So basically it's, it's, it is very price competitive for what you get. Actually it's cheaper, but the thing is you don't get the iPad Pro's software library. And so that could be an interesting difference. Okay. Fair, but there are other parts that work for, I think the thing that's really frustrating for me right now is that when I was using this device, it, felt very much like a Chromebook and I wanted it to be Chrome OS and it wasn't. And so it gets harder that way. It's very different. The tablet experience I have on the foldable seven inch foldable than this bigger one. So that's going to be something to look toward this year. Um, Very quickly before we start doing our closing out segment of this episode, I just want to quickly touch upon matter. I didn't get to see as many accessories as I hoped because I am only one person. <laughs> it turns out that there was a lot more news in the smartphone side of things that there than I thought there would be. But I did get a fresh, full-featured Matter demo. Yay. Here's what happened. I walked by the NanoLeaf booth. I was in the middle of like they were giving me the booth tour so I could see all the new stuff. And my phone buzzed. And I kept buzzing. And I was like, what? Who is bothering me right now? Right, people are bothering me. I take it out of my phone. It was Google Home app asking me if I wanted to pair using Matter. So it was my first <laughs> real world test of this new technology because I don't have it yet in my smart home. And I was just like, okay, that's it. Cool. This is the world Works. we were promised. I mean, yes. I, yes. Yeah. I put the phone next to the thing and it started pairing. Like that's exactly the whole point of it, and that's exciting. We'll I'll see, see if it translates into sales numbers. Yeah, I, I was I was as I was interested. Though a couple of different websites did like roundups of basically every every time they saw something that was like matter that that uh, worked with matter, they basically made a note of it. And the idea of a a, yeah. a, a stand mixer, <laughs> the GE Profile seven quart stand mixer with a built in scale. <laughs> Uh, senses with when mixing is complete for several different recipes, taking into account changes in a mixture's texture and consistency, uh, and a companion app with mixer reliant recipes to try out. It's like, okay, that's I. I oh, suppose that if you God. have to have a smart yes. mixer, you would want the pairing to your phone to be really, really simple. I've, I'm, I'm, I've yet to be well, sold on the idea of a smart mixer, but hey. Okay, smart mixer aside, matter is supposed to bring a lot more Absolutely. security enhancements Absolutely. to the smart home. It's it's going to make it so that you can live with Apple and Google in the same house. Like it's totally I'm really hoping that it will translate to consumers understanding how to put together the smart home a little more, but but I do agree with you. It's so silly the idea of like my toilet my toilet is matter compatible. Yep. At least, <laughs> I know at least, it's been flush. So it seems some 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 of these there there are always going to be a, a portion of silly smart devices, but at least the smart home devices will be silly and easy to configure because the the it's it's still like the biggest frustration without matter is 
it's right in front of me phone. Why don't you find it phone? I've got Bluetooth and Wi-Fi turned on phone. It's, I, I can I can actually turn the camera to face the thing that I'm trying to get you connect to. Why don't you see it phone? Do you not like me phone? <sighs> was it that time I yelled at you phone? I was I was in an oopsie mood. I'm very sorry phone. I shouldn't have yelled at you. No, please allow this light bulb to work. See, I gave up on repairing my washer and dryer to Wi-Fi, but I got to tell you that I really do miss my phone telling me when the clothes are ready because okay, I've forgotten the clothes in the washer a couple times, forgetting to move them to the dryer, Ooh. which results in moldy, smelly clothes. Yeah. And then you have to wash them all over again. So I'm just saying, Andy, the Wi-Fi vulnerabilities sometimes are worth it for the convenience <laughs> of living in capitalism. <laughs> Hey, if you're, if, if you're happy with your Israeli military snooping in on your dryer, <laughs> hey, I can't, I, I can't help you. <laughs> she fluffs and she folds often. <laughs> um, okay, I feel like this is a good stopping point for us. I'm so tired telling you all that, and I'm never talking about CES anymore after this. <laughs> so I want you to know I saved it all for you. God bless you, Florence Ion. Thank you on God behalf of all you, of our Andy. listeners. Thank you so much. And thank you for holding it down last week while I was out trying to give this show all of my energy because it took a lot. I, In fact, folks, I had to nap at 7.20 p.m. before I could do this show because I am just indescribably tired. Like, I'm so tired. I, I I acknowledge that you know I don't feel I don't feel like an old person, but there I cannot cover CES the way that like you had to cover CES. I, so hard. If, if I had to cover CES this year, it would be I am making specific appointments with specific people, and I'm going to treat this as a series of meetings, not as a trade show that I'm supposed to basically be walking around in and finding things to talk about. <sighs> well. On that note, are you doing radio this week, Andy? <laughs> Indeed I am. Uh, tomorrow, as a matter of fact, I'm going to be on WGBH, Boston's NPR station, uh, at 1240, which was irrelevant to all of you because you're not going to be able to listen to it in time. However, if you go to WGBHnews.org, you'll be able to stream this audio at your convenience. Oh, so very lovely. Thank you so much. I was trying to think of a word that means partner. <laughs> now I'm in Western speak. Wow, colleague. really jumped. I know, right? Colleague. Uh, okay, well, as for me, flowrights.tech will take you to all that CES you done, stuff. You done, you done wrote some stuff on Gizmodo about I, CES. I I wrote a lot. I saw a lot of people. There's a lot more stuff coming from me. Um, there's a lot of stuff going on. We're about to enter new phone season again. Uh, yeah, fun, fun, fun. So Samsung event coming up in a few weeks, right? Yeah, yeah. Plus, there's some overseas uh, folks doing some fun stuff. So we're already headed for it, folks. But that just means lots of more reasons to listen to material. And your current phone is more than adequate. Don't worry about it. You could still listen about what you're not getting. Exactly. You could still hear what... You can you can feel also you know what I got in on the ground floor. I bought I mm-hmm. bought last year's model at the right price. I got that wonderful Black Friday deal. I'm happy. Correct. Correct. Uh and if you're interested in hearing more at a membership level, you can go to relay.fm slash membership or go to relay.fm slash material to find out how you can subscribe to our show, help support us, and you can also get a whole backlog of all the episodes we've ever done, including show notes. And links to where you can find Andy and I on the web. Andy, I think that's it for us. And we should both get some rest because <laughs> it's going to be I think a big so. year. <laughs> it's going to be fun. 2023. It's going to treat us great. I can just see it. We're we're steering. We're going to steer it that way. <laughs> okay. All right. Remember, Until you're never week, fully folks. dressed without a smile. Exactly. Oh, boy. <laughs> Who cares what they're wearing on Main Street or Savile Row? It's what you wear from ear to ear and not from head to toe that matters. Hey, ho. Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm done. I'm sorry. Yes, I'm, I'm, I'm tired and I'm punchy. What's in the show? Good night, everybody. Have a happy. <laughs>